grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The sermon today is based on the gospel lesson read moments ago, especially these words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This verse is a little bit of a, a roller coaster, if you look at it closely enough. Uh, at first read, uh, you might think to yourself, okay, wait a second. Doesn't God tell us to call on him? You know, doesn't God say that we should pray to him and, and call on him in, in every trouble? Well, if you thought that, yes, you are exactly right. Uh, in Psalm 50, God says, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. So then what's the deal here? Is God flip-flopping here? Is he, uh, is he going back and forth? Is he changing his mind? Is he saying, well, okay, well, I guess not everybody should call on me. Uh, I won't answer everybody's prayer here. Is that what God is saying? Is that what Jesus is saying with these words? No. No, absolutely not. Uh, our God is a God of certainty, not a God of uncertainty. God does not change his mind on things like this. He would never flip-flop on any issues at all. The key to understanding our passage here today from our gospel text is in the second half of this verse. The half where he says, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now there are a lot of people who uh, read this and they get a lot of ideas and they jump to a lot of different conclusions. Uh, they might go, oh, oh, the one who does the will of the Father. Oh, I see. Uh, they might say, well, that means that uh, we should do all of these good works to get into heaven. Uh, that means that everything that I do is, is stored up in maybe like a little uh, heavenly bank account. Or, you know, I, I put little coins into a slot. Little good works. And, and that all counts according to what God wants me to do. That all counts according to my own salvation. And then... These people who think these types of things will go on and they'll think to themselves that, oh, they're being such good little Christians. Uh, they're building up so many treasures in heaven by doing so many good works. They'll give money to their neighbor or give money to their church or help the old lady across the street thinking they're earning their spot in heaven by doing these good works. This type of person is exactly uh, who Jesus is talking to and talking about in verse 22 of our text today. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? When Jesus says, on that day. What he's talking about is on the last day. That last day where 
all the dead are raised and everyone is judged before God. People who believe in their own works are going to uh, show them all to God, expecting him to give them a good old pat on the back, expecting those good works to get them their spot in heaven, expecting their good works to earn them their salvation. Look, God, look at all of these things that I've done, they might say. Look at how amazing I have been. They'll say, I was prophesying in, in your name. I was casting out demons in your name. I was doing many mighty works in your name. So which one of those rooms is for me? Is it the deluxe, the suite? Oh, don't tell me. Is it the penthouse? Oh, you shouldn't have. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we've all done that before. We've all thought that we can do something for our own salvation. We've all thought that we can do something for God to earn some kind of favor or to get on his good side. We've all thought to ourselves at one point that we are such good Christians for doing some random act of kindness for someone. It's more common than it should be to think, oh, see, God, uh, I went to church. I held up my end of the deal here. Now, uh, now it's your turn. It's far too common to think that all we have to do is check things off a list in order to get what we want. It's all too common to do something and say something but really not believe in it. It's far too common to just go through the motions without really thinking about what you're doing. Yeah, sure, uh, I confess all my sins. Yep, 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 ones I know about, ones that I don't know about. Amen. Now let's get home and, and watch the game or get some chores done. But Jesus says, that's really not what being a Christian is all about. It's more than just doing a few acts. It's more than just saying a few words. It's more than just giving something lip service. It's more than just saying, Lord, Lord. Being a Christian it's about doing the will of the Father. And what is that will of the Father? That's the question that should be going through your mind. This will of the Father, what does that mean? The will of the Father is that all would have faith in him. The will of the Father is that his son, Jesus Christ himself, would go to earth, would humble himself, would take on human flesh, would live a perfect life and then go all the way to Mount Calvary and be nailed to a cross and die a gruesome, bloody, horrific death to pay, to atone for the sins of the whole world. But then on the third day, rise again. When Jesus talks about doing the will of the Father, he's not talking about uh, the good works that you can do or 
just going to church to check an item off of a list. When Jesus Christ talks about doing the will of the Father for you and for me, it's about having faith in God. It's about having faith in Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is clear, crystal clear in our text today. You don't get points for just doing something. You can't make God owe you something. You can't put God in debt expecting him to pay you back for the things that you have done. You can't do works, however mighty they may be, for your own salvation. The only way that you can get anything is by faith. And brothers and sisters in Christ, faith, that's not even anything that we do ourselves. In the small catechism, it says, I cannot by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. My friends, even our faith is a gift from God. Our faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit calls us by the gospel, enlightens us with his gifts, and sanctifies and keeps us in the one true faith unto life everlasting. The Holy Spirit instills faith in us through the word. When you read it, when you mark it, when you learn it, when you hear it being preached, the Holy Spirit works through the word. And he works faith in you through holy baptism. It's plain water, but combined with God's precious and powerful word. The Holy Spirit strengthens your faith when you partake in the Lord's Supper. The very body and blood of Jesus Christ in, with, and under the bread and the wine, what we are going to have here in just a few minutes. And all of this happens in order for us, God's children, to enter into his kingdom. That's heaven. That's for you. That's for me. That's eternal life. That's salvation for the sake of Jesus Christ. That is being in the presence of God for the rest of eternity. So when Jesus talks about the will of God, that's really what it is. God's will is that we enter into his presence in order to be with him forever in perfect unbroken joy and happiness. That is why faith, true faith, is given to you. That's so that all of your sins might be forgiven. All of them. The ones you know about, the ones you don't know about. All the sins where you think you're earning your way into salvation just by doing good works. All the sins where you think that you're doing something for God just by showing up for church. For all the sins when you think that just saying the words or just giving lip service to something is doing something for your salvation. The blood that Jesus Christ poured out from the cross on the ground for you. That blood is enough holy enough, precious enough 
to pay for all of those sins and more. So now what do we do? We are baptized children of God. We are part of God's family now. All of our sins have been forgiven by the work of Christ, not by our own works. So what do we do? How do we respond? With thanksgiving. With praise. With love. First, with love for God and everything that he has done for us. And then second, we respond with love for our neighbor. Because while it's true, uh, good works don't earn us a place in heaven. And the good works that we do don't forgive our sins. God still tells us to do them. God still tells us to help our neighbor. Giving your neighbor money isn't going to help God, but it will help your neighbor. Giving money to the church doesn't make you a reservation or, or put any money down for a spot in God's mansion in the sky. Only the blood of Christ can do that for you. But giving money to the church, it does keep the doors open. It does keep the bills paid. It keeps the lights on. It makes the church continue to run so that it can do what the church is supposed to do. It's a place where people come, Christians come, to hear the word of God preached in its truth and purity. It's where we come to receive the sacraments distributed rightly by the pastor right here. Good works aren't done for God. They aren't done for our own salvation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, good works are done out of love. Only because God first loved us. So now, as Christians, baptized children of God, we can and should do things for other things, for other people. Uh, we should cheerfully give whenever we have the opportunity. In verse 17 of our text today, uh, Jesus says that every healthy tree bears good fruit. You are a healthy tree. You can and you should bear good fruit. But only because you've been nurtured by our almighty Lord. You have been fed with the word. You have been watered with the life-giving water of holy baptism. Our salvation, our eternal life, our place in God's heavenly kingdom all rests upon Jesus. His perfect life, his bloody death, his glorious resurrection, not upon our fruit. Our fruit's just the healthy product of that. It's not the end in and of itself. But now we know. We can be assured. And we do call upon our God when we are the ones that call out, Lord, Lord, he does hear us. He does answer our prayer, but not with the words from our text today. God doesn't tell us, I never knew you, depart from me. But instead, I always knew you. Enter into my kingdom, which has been prepared for you from the very foundation of the world. In the name of Jesus, amen.
And now that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in that one true faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.